Hello, and welcome to Horrific Tales. In this show we celebrate the creation of independent authors and aspiring writers. Please like and subscribe and share these episodes, so we can help our talented friends get as much exposure as possible. We would also appreciate if you could support our artists by following them on their individual platforms and by purchasing their works. Details on how to do this are in the episode description. In this horrific tale, a young entrepreneur's business venture calls out to something unnatural. Join us now as we present Away With Him by JC Michael. I'd stay away from them woods if I were you. Alfie Austin turned on a stool to see who had spoken. It was easy to figure it out, seeing as there was only one other customer in the bar. Pardon? You heard me, said the man from under the flat cap. Only half his face showed between that and the zip-to-the-throat wax jacket he was wearing. What was on show was obscured by a good week's worth of stubble. Alfie chose to ignore the comment and started to turn back to his pint. It was early in the day. But there'd be no time for lunchtime beers since the project kicked off. He couldn't wait. I'm not trying to cause you any grief, son. I got the right fella, ain't I? Bob Austin's nephew. Going into business with a lot of shaws in Ravensdale Wood. Alfie took hold of his pint, took a sip and turned. You've got me. Whatever the bloke wanted, it wasn't worth having him bend his uncle's ear if he felt Alfie had been rude. Uncle Bob had put a fair few quid into the scheme he and Russ had come up with and was due to hand over another cheque any day. He'd rather a came without a lecture attached. So, what's wrong with the woods? It isn't the best place to do business, is all. They may pay you a visit. Who? And then, without pause for reply, I don't know what you think we're planning, but it's fully sustainable. The Forestry Commission have pitched them with funding, and everything we do is all sensitive to the environment. We've gone with Segway trails rather than quads, and laser combat over paintballing. All the car parking and buildings will be using the old quarry facilities, so there's no construction work. We've had open consultation sessions at the village hall, and I'm more than happy to talk things over with anyone who may have concerns. Speech over, he took a long drink, and reached behind him to set his glass on the bar. The gauntlet was thrown down. Hold your horses, lad. I've no doubt of your intentions, but there's risks. Your glass is nearly empty, and mine. He took a drink. Is. So, get around in, and I'll tell you a story. Mine's a Tetley's. Five minutes later, and five pounds later in his pocket, Alfie sat at the table with a man whose name he still didn't know. You seem to know I'm Alfie Austin, so who have I just bought a pint for? Harley. Alfie almost asked, Harley something, or something Harley? But he bit his tongue. He'd ask Uncle Bob. Okay then, Harley, I've bought your story for two fifty. Gotta love the lunchtime happy hour, so let's hear it. What are you or they worried about? The music. The music? Come on! The old choir will make a great place for a concert, and the bands we'll have will be done by eleven. There'll only be two or three a year, all in summer. Loads of forest and stately homes do it these days. It isn't like we're holding all-night rays for drugged-up lights. This'll be a few bands, a few beers, bring a picnic type of thing. I think they like the music. What's the problem then? Listen, you're baffling me, so I'm going to sit quiet and you can either say your piece, or we'll drink up in silence and I'll be on my way. You're a call, mate. Harley took a drink and ran his hand down the back of his head, where came the rest in the back of his neck. The action had pulled his cap back over his head, revealing his face from the shadows. His eyes were bloodshot, and the piercing grey pupils locked onto Alfie's own eyes in a way that made the younger man feel uneasy. 
He took another drink, his gaze held fast, and then sighed as he sat back down into the dark red upholstery of his chair. How old are you, son? Twenty-three? Twenty-four? A right little entrepreneur, and I don't knock you for it. Anywhere else and I'd be saying go for it. Turn a shit heap remnant of an industry nobody wants no more into something useful. Create some jobs, make some money, good on you. Another drink, the pipe was now a half. And you're doing it honest too, but it won't make a difference. They'll come and they'll have folk with them. Maybe not you, but you'll have to live with it. It isn't a burden I wish on anyone. Alfie's drink sat untouched. Harley reduced his by another quarter, as though he needed the alcohol to fuel the story. We weren't quite so honest. Though that's purely down to a technicality. Operating outside the law? Yes. But sometimes the law is an arse. There were five of us behind it. Gave it all the ideas. Spent six months living with his grand down south and came back for the tales about the parties he'd been to. Mark, he did some DJing. And Mark's brother John had a mobile disco, so that took care of the music and the kit. John had also worked at the quarry and still had a set of keys. Then there was Andy, who was in the pirate radio with his cousins from Scarborough. And finally me. I didn't bring out particular to the plan, but I was part of it. Can't deny it. I'm guessing we aren't talking about last week, are we? Harley chuckled. It took ten years of him, but only fleetingly. More like last century. It was 92. I was still in nappies then. Good times? The best. Until that summer. Another drink. An empty glass. I look over to the bar and a nod to the barman. My round. Get supped up. Alfie took a drink. A lengthy one. So, what happened? Well, there was none of your internet back then. And if I wanted to ring someone, I had to use a big red box on the village green. But word could still get around. Particularly with the pirate radio in the air. We put it out that something would be going off the first weekend in August. I spent hours planning it right here, in this pub. It was a different landlord then. One with a nicely turned blind eye to some of our youthful shenanigans. The chuckle came again, and the barman brought over a couple of fresh pints, receiving a crumpled fiver in return. Wasn't the sort for waiter service, though. Cheers. After another pause, an initial sip of his drink, Harley continued. As you've correctly identified, the old quarry makes a natural auditorium, and before you say it's man-made, is a beehive natural, or a beaver lodge? Most folks say yes. In which case, things that are man-made must also be natural. Yes, whatever. A bigger sip this time. I'm dragging this out, aren't I? The steely gaze was back. It's because I don't want to go to the next part. We all kept quiet about it. Everybody did. But you need to know about the music and the risk. Some of those we had out there, well, losing them wasn't a big deal. Families with picnics, though, can't be having that. The glare was gone, replaced by a smile. However, he said as he stood up, At my age, the booze flew straight through, so at this point I'll have to pause and visit the gents. I'll quit fanning about when I get back. When Harley returned to the table, a shot of whiskey sat by his pint. Its double sat by Alfie's. I took the liberty of getting us a short. Good man. Now where was I? Getting nowhere fast, and time to stop pissing around. The quarry makes a good venue. Plenty of space, secluded. Nobody nearby to poke their nose in or complain. And surrounded by beautiful woodland where people can nip off for a stroll. Or a smoke, or a, well, you know what, you aren't that wet behind the ears. Mark and John went up that afternoon and started setting things up. Me and Dave were driving around in his dad's SRA, telling people what was going on, selling tickets. Bloody raffle tickets with the Batman logo stamped on them, if you can believe it. And doing a bit of business on the side. And Andy was doing the promotion on the radio covering the whole of the East Coast and around here. 
Things are running like clockwork. Even if... Harley paused once for breath. He filled his lungs in an exaggerated manner and then downed his whiskey in one. <sighs> Here goes. We all met up there at ten. Andy's cousin had even turned up in the transit with a Jenny in the back and was broadcasting live from Quarryscape. By midnight the place was packed. Poor animals in the mood must have wondered what the hell was going on. Christ, the earth was shaking. Some lads from Leeds had turned up with their own rig and set it up, relegating Mark to a sideshow role. But we didn't give a shit. Mark's girlfriend was taking money hand over fist as people turned up. I doubt she got half of them, like, we didn't exactly have turnstiles and ticket booths, but we were making a killing. That's why Dave spotted them, actually. Saw them coming out of the woods and nudged me to say that he thought they were trying to sneak in without paying Ally. I was too trolly to care, but I did care about how they looked. I mean, I'm straight as a die, but even the men look good. Something I put down to the, um, atmosphere, shall we say. I've tried not to think about it too much since, but that's by the by. As the women, fuck me, they were beautiful, every one of them. They all had their hair down their backsides. The lasses, that is, some blondes, some brunettes, and a few redheads. Not ginger, but very red. I still dream about them, I think that's why I never married. Once you've seen beauty like that. It moved like they were floating, so graceful and swaying to the music. Between them, the bass and the... You know what, I was hypnotised. There must have been twenty or thirty of them on all, and they left the woods and joined the party. I saw one wrapping her arms around Dave. She was wearing a dress so thin I could see straight through it, and she didn't care one bit. She was one of the redheads, with eyes like emeralds, and slim, yet rounded, like they all were, if you get me. Each one had paired off with someone within minutes of arriving, and I admit it, I was bloody jealous. But beautiful as they were, some of them still had a look about them, something feral. One of the men looked at me, and his eyes were yellow and filled with cunning. To be honest, I thought I was shooting through, but no, that was the real aim. And the booty was the trip, not the other way round. Still, it was hell of a night until the police turned up about half five and closed us down. Harley stopped and stirred down into his beer. Ten seconds passed, then another ten. I still don't know why you're so worried about his working up there, said Alfie with a distinct note of caution in his voice. I saw the girl lead Dave into the woods. He was my best mate. Had been since play school. I even waved them off. I shouted, lucky bastard, after him. I thought he'd turn up the next day. He didn't. The day after that, I started to worry. I never saw him again. Or Mark. Last time I saw him, he was cabbaged out by a speaker. But they took him too. Gone. Just like that. He snapped his fingers. Thirty-three people vanished that night. One of them a bloody copper. All of them single. All of them last seen with one of the people from the woods. Twenty-one lads and a dozen young lasses, gone. Only three were ever found a month later. The bodies tossed into the bog in the middle of the woods and was all torn up. Come on, you're pulling my leg. Good story though, worth a couple of drinks. Harry reached across the table and grabbed Alfie hard, squeezing his arm. Do I look like I'm pulling your fucking leg? It was hushed up, but thirty-three people that I know of were taken into those woods and never came out. Three at least ended up mutilated and ripped apart like a friggin' land had been at them. I try to pretend that the rest of them are living the high life with the fairies and the elves, but the fuck they are. Poor bastards are rotting away in shallow graves, waiting for one of their fucking sideways to run over their final resting place. I've lived with organised that rave for twenty odd years. Could you do that? 
Or would you end up with Uncle Bob's 12 bore in your mouth after a load of kids get Pied Pipered away while playing laser tag? Alfie pulled away. Fuck off. I don't know what your problem is, but I can deal without it, bloody lunatic. Maybe I am. But it doesn't alter the fact that those people vanished. Nor the fact that if I go to another cursed bit of land, I can hear them calling me. Telling me I can have another chance to go away with them and see my mates again. I don't believe them though, because I know my mates are dead and gone. And if I get too close to the twats, they'll show me what they really are. All yellow eyes and needle-like teeth with black bloody gums. I see them in my nightmares. See every night for a fucking week. If I've ever been near that damn pit. They laugh and cackle while I toss and bloody turn. Their long spindly fingers all gnar like twigs, reaching for me. Scratching at me with nails that sting like nettles. See? Harry pulled up a sleeve. It was covered in scratches and small white lumps, surrounded by red. Think you've had enough, mate, and I certainly have. Alfie was up and out of his seat. He gestured to Harley's arm. And I get that looked at about you. That's the least of my worries, son, said Harley, the anger gone from his voice. They're getting closer to taking me away with them too, and now I've told about them they'll be after me even more. I've done my bit though, atoned as it were. You've been warned, so it's your call now. I didn't know any better, you do. I'll leave it at that. One week later, Alfie was talking to his Uncle Bob and mentioned his meeting with Harley. Harley Wharton, that nutter, said Uncle Bob. God knows what brought him out of the woodwork. Knew him at school, but him and his mates got into drugs and he hasn't been right in the head since. Pay no mind to him. Two months later, Uncle Bob visited the site to see what his investment was shaping up like. He told his nephew that Harley Wharton had hanged himself. Six more months later, the quarry activity centre was open. One month after opening... The site lay abandoned. 33 people, including Alfie Austin, were missing. They were never seen again. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our latest horrific tale. If you want to keep up to date with future episodes, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our social media pages. You can also give the channel support by visiting our merchandise store and picking up some of our items. We would also appreciate it if you took a moment to support our contributing artists who very kindly lend their talents to the show. Check out the links in the description to see how you can do this. Well, that just leaves me to say, until next time my friends, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>